everyone. Glad to be in Sunday school this morning. Praise God. There's a time when I, uh, oh yeah, we went to a, went to a birthday party yesterday and, uh, one of my daughters got there about two hours late, and I was thinking, and I and I made a mention. I said, "Well, I said what what daylight savings time are you on?" So uh, I was just kidding with her, but uh, hopefully everyone will be here soon. Praise God! If you'd stand with me for a moment for the reading of the word, glad to be in the house of the Lord today. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 1. Proverbs 18 and verse 1. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. With all wisdom. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you. Now, when I started thinking about this, I'd, the word uh, that came to my mind was desire. And what does, what does desire encompass? Desire is to want something, in my mind, to go after something, whether it's schooling or uh, a better job. Provide better for my family. Closer walk with the Lord. Desire. And as I was reading this scripture, I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to look at some of the different translations, Bible translations concerning this scripture. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. That would mean to me, that'd be just like uh, Brother Twan separated himself and, and didn't do a lot of things that he would have wanted to because he wanted to diligently study to become what he is right now, not a physician's assistant, but a, I can't remember the name of it, nurse practitioner. Thank you very much. Thank you for saying that loud enough I could hear it. Well, you know, that's, that's what I would think when I see this scripture. Well, the New Living Translation of this scripture says, Unfriendly people care only about themselves. They lash out at common sense. The NIV says an unfriendly man pursues selfish ends. He defies all sound judgment. And the New King James Version says a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all 
wise judgment. Wow. Am I, am I that far off in thinking that that scripture meant what I thought it meant? All these different translations. So I went to commentaries. Well, what's the commentary say about it? And I believe it was Adam Clark commentary said, The nearest translation to the words is perhaps the following. He who separated shall seek the desired thing, the object of his desire, and shall intermeddle or mingle himself with all realities or all essential knowledge. He finds that he can make little progress in the investigation of divine and natural things if he have much to do with secular or trifling matters. He therefore separates himself as well from unprofitable pursuits as from frivolous company and then enters into the spirit of his pursuit. He is not satisfied with superficial observances, but examines the substance and essence as far as possible of those things which have been the objects of his desire. And he goes on to say that this appears to me the best meaning. The reader may judge for himself. So, I don't know. I, I've heard that scripture used many times in preaching down through the years. And uh, what those other uh, translations said never crossed my mind. It just made me think, hey, you know, that's somebody who wants to get everything out of the way so that he can reach out for what he desires. When I first got in church, I didn't let anything get in my way. I prayed, I prayed, I read my Bible, I witnessed, I passed out tracts, I did everything I could. Uh, it was a year before I even attempted to to want to date a girl because I didn't want anything to get in my way of pursuit and living for God. That's just me. We're talking about desire this morning. When desire enters the picture. Isaiah 26, verses 8 and 9. Yea, in the way of thy judgments, O Lord, have we waited for thee. The desire of our soul is to thy name and the remembrance of thee. With my soul have I desired thee in the night. Yea, with my spirit... Within me will I seek thee early. For when thy judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Will learn righteousness. What causes a person to have desire? There's, there's so many desires in the world today. Someone wants a desire for a new green deal. Someone has the desire to see all fossil fuel not being used anymore and, uh, and go back to the way it was. 
there's there's other desires competition sports they want to meet they want to make it make it to the end zone they want to hit that grand slam desire I was reading last week, this past week, about Mount Everest. There's a certain time in May when the weather is is beneficial and people can reach to the top of Mount Everest. Not that I want to do it. 29,000 plus feet. But, uh, so so I I printed out something and and you probably can't see it from there, but starting at the bottom right hand of the picture where my thumb is, all the way to there, there's nothing but climbers in one after another. It says Mount Everest climbers seen crushed together. In new video as Nepal debates limiting permits. Over 11 have died this year trying to reach the summit. Is it because of the altitude, climbers have just hours to reach the top before they are at risk of pulmonary edema. That's when the lungs fill with liquid causing respiratory failure. Wow, I don't have a desire to go somewhere that's going to cause that. If there's just a few miscalculated moments. So last, what might be causing this desire this year, last year, the weather at the very top has to be favorable, okay? Of course, everyone knows that. Well, last year, there were, over 10 days when that window of opportunity was there. And I guess everyone thought, Woo, wow, what a wide window of opportunity. Well, considering the weather, this year there was only three days of good weather to reach the top. I'm talking about desire. What does that have to do with you and me? We desire to see our church grow. We desire to see our grand, grandkids saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. We desire to see our husbands, our wives, our spouses. We desire greater things from the Lord. Which brings me to my lesson. Matthew chapter 9 Verses 20 and 21. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. I shall be whole. That's Matthew's rendition. Luke in Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, 
came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately the issue of blood staunched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the, the, the multitude is pressing against you. There's people pushing and shoving everywhere. Who touched me? Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. It was her faith. And the reason, reason I give you those two is because in, in Luke, it says nothing about her desire and her perception. If I may but touch, I know I'll be healed. The woman's desire caused her to leave her comfort zone and go beyond tradition, not worrying what others may think about her. Her desire to be whole. She had lived with this condition in her body, the Bible states, for 12 long years. Imagine, if you will, with each new birthday, each new day, another day of separation, another day of separation. What all does that really mean? So if, if you go to Leviticus chapter 15, starting at verse 25, it says, if a, And if a woman having an issue of her blood many days out of the time of her separation, or if it run beyond the time of her separation, all the days of the issue of her uncleanness shall be the days of her separation. Twelve years separated. Like there were places set up, places, uh, little, how do you say, uh, like little camps on the outside because they were feared back then they might be contagious. So people with issues like this would have to live away from other. Every bed whereon she lieth all the days of her issue shall be unto her as the bed of her separation. And whatsoever she sitteth upon shall be unclean as the uncleanness of her separation. And whosoever toucheth those things shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and shall be unclean unto evening. Wow, that's a far cry from 2019, isn't it? Anything and everything goes today. And I'll let you fill that rest of that in. 
But if she be cleansed of her issue, then shall she shall number to herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. And on the eighth day she shall take unto her two turtle doves or two young pigeons and bring them unto the priest to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for her before the Lord for the issue of her uncleanness. Thus shall ye separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, that they die not in their uncleanness. God is a holy God. He doesn't want us to die in our unclean state. But there are certain stipulations that we have to follow according to the Word of God. It's not my interpretation it's what the Word of God is saying. Thus shall you separate, you separate the children of Israel from their uncleanness, that they die not in their uncleanness when they defile my tabernacle that is among them. She wasn't able to go to church. She wasn't able to assemble. Twelve long years. Can you imagine that? But she heard, oh, hallelujah, that Jesus was passing by. Surely she'd heard of the miracles, the lame able to walk, the blind able to see. Desire caused her to reach out. Is there something that has plagued you? Something like a dog nipping at your legs. I would say heels, but the younger generation might not understand that. But the heel, the heel of your foot. That's where them little boogers like to... Is there a nagging pain, persistent dread of another day living with this condition in your body, in your mind, in your soul? Psalms 118 and 24, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. The Lord made this day. He controls this day. It doesn't matter what your circumstance is today. Let your desire reach out and touch him for your circumstances. He controls the day and he has you in the palm of his hand. If so be that you are his child. When desire enters the picture Miracles are present. Oh, praise God. Hope is in the air. But she had to go to him. 
She had to push her way through the crowd. She had to reach out to him. She had to touch him. Jesus didn't stop until he felt that someone had touched him. Well, God knows where I'm at. Sure he knows where you're at. He knows where I'm at. A little different Sunday school lesson, isn't it? The Lord knew who was going to be here this morning, including myself. Well, they say when, when someone put, points a finger, I've got three witnesses pointing back at me. I'm just delivering the mail that was sent to me. He controls the day. He knew who she was. He knew of her condition. But she's the one who had to go beyond. What is it that you you are desperate enough to reach out to Jesus for today? Why sit you here and let another moment pass by? Luke 19. I guess you didn't, you didn't get the email. Well, it said it sent. I, I sent her all. I sent uh, apostolic whoever. <laughs> all the, all the. Uh, uh, scripture, so I apologize that somehow something got, maybe I sent it to the wrong apostolic. But it's the one that I've sent it to before. I don't know. Luke chapter 19, verses 2 through 6. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. He was a rotten stinking, conniver, thief who increased taxes on people. And he sought to see who Jesus was. He wanted to see who this Jesus was. He had seen, he had heard. And he could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. He wanted to see Jesus, but he couldn't. So he ran ahead and climbed up a tree so that he could just get a glimpse And Jesus saw him. Said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at your house. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so glad for the day when Jesus saw me and wanted to come and live inside of me. When I gave myself to him and he said, I'm coming to your house. Praise God, praise God, praise God. 
And he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully. His desire to see Jesus brought salvation to his house that day. When desire enters the picture, lives are changed. Sins can be forgiven. Chains can be broken. Perceptions, misperceptions can become untangled so that we could see clearly. Chains can be broken. Chains that bind and try to strangle any hope out of you. Do you have enough desire today to leave here different from the way you came? Touched by the Master? For touching Jesus. There's a song. An old song. Touching Jesus is all that really matters. And then your life will never be the same. For there's only one way to touch him. And that's belief. When you call on his name, touching Jesus. When desire enters the picture, praise God. Mark chapter 10, verses starting at verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with the disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. There's attitudes. There's pride here today that would make many of us and charge us to hold our peace from not crying out to the Lord. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Jesus was walking by. He, was, he wasn't going straight to Bart. He was walking by, and it was his cry. It was Bart's cry. The Lord can do anything. But we have to have a desire. We have to reach. We have to strive. We have to struggle and get rid of the garbage that weights us down and makes us not be able to get closer to him. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and they 
called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? What do you want? Lord, you know what I want. Can't you see I'm blind, Lord? Oh, Jesus, what do you want from me? Jesus is asking you right now. Well, he knows my needs. No, he's asked. Yes, he knows them. But he's asking you today, June the 2nd, what do you want from me this morning? What do you individually and collectively want from me this morning? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto, go, unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. His faith made him cry out because he knew if he would cry out, then there was going to be a change. His faith, we have to put faith into our ingredients of living for God and reaching out to the Lord for the things that we desire of him. It's faith that is that that connects us with the supernatural. It is faith that connects us with our miracle, that connects us with the Word of God so that when we look at the Word of God and read the Word of God and believe the Word of God, the Word of God comes and lives inside of us. Hallelujah. And we can have the pet petitions that we desire. Praise God. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Why wouldn't you want to follow Jesus once he's done something so miraculous? Why wouldn't you want to follow Jesus? Blind Bartimaeus knew if he could somehow get the attention of Jesus, things were going to be different. If I can cry out loud enough, I... He just might hear me. His disadvantages, he had disadvantages. 